podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm James and I'm here with, I'm going to say your full name this week, Rocco Dean. Hi James. I know you've been away this weekend, how are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Yes, I'm, I'm in London, been visiting my brother and my brother-in-law. We've had a lovely time and uh, yeah, just sat outside the lifts at the Premier Inn and uh, speaking to you, brightening up my weekend. There you go. Well, I almost breezed past the important thing of saying special thank you to Bass and Bly for sponsoring the podcast. And uh, we don't we don't need to do this anymore, do we? We just pop in your dad's jingle and all is, all is done. Don't even have to talk about Easy cameras. Life. Insert jingle now. Oh, Bass and Bly and Magic, Justin wears a magic hat. Independent, trusted dealers, you'll hear it on Leeds that can only come Fuji like a Sony and the rest. If you want a decent camera, Bass and Bly have all the best. 60 years in cameras, we really know our stuff. Justin's here to serve you, he can never do enough. If it's cameras that you're after, for a chat when at home for footy justin listens to lisa oh bass and bly and magic both new and used on view if you need binoculars with plenty of them too spotting scopes and lenses all state of the art use bass and bly in harrogate and you'll be very smart oh bass and bly and magic we don't sell no tats Again, thank you, David Dean, for the marvellous, marvellous jingle. Anyone looking to buy camera spotting scopes, binoculars, all that sort of stuff, go to www.bassandbly.com or when you're next in Harrogate, go to them on Beulah Street, number six on Beulah Street and say hello. Good weekend for Leeds. Well, apart from some results could have gone our way, but overall, another good result. Barker, um, he's, he's scored 60 points. He scored. We've got 60 points after 30 games. That's the highest we've ever achieved in the championship at this point. You can't argue with that. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, 60 points from 30 games. It's, it's terrific. Just a shame that, obviously, other teams are doing that as well. But yeah, nice to see Ipswich losing again. And they were the ones, like, you looked at the fixtures and you thought, yeah, Southampton and Leicester, highly unlikely to slip up in those two away games. But yeah, Leicester, Ipswich was the one that was going to struggle. And they did. They struggled a lot. Yeah, Kiefer Moore got a couple, didn't he? So that might look, might help them a bit moving forward. Probably a good sign in that on the deadline for them. But yeah, I think it's, it's Southampton that's the main worry, isn't it? Just keep on bloody going, don't they? Yeah, they do. And uh, if we wind the clock back a little bit, because I was reading through your exemplary, what's your, I forgot what the name of it is. I've called it Rocco. Rocco I mean, I should, I, should, I should know that. I coined the phrase. I was reading through Rocco's Roundup on the Leads That website. If you've, not, if you've not read it, go read it. It comes out every week. It's brilliant. And you get a nice little recap of everything going on at Ellen Road. And uh, yeah, your uh, tip for young player of the season, he left us. Uh, Leo Hilda. Um 
what on what planet did you think he was going to be a young player of the season? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. Because I knew he was going to start against Cardiff on the opening day. And I was just confident that we'd get off to a good start. And because we'd be winning and keeping clean sheets, he would keep his place. But yeah, didn't go according to plan at all, did it? I mean, I was sort of right. We, we, we have been that good, but yes, yeah, just not when he's been playing, basically. So I think, think it's the right thing. Obviously, he's not good enough yet. And if he's not good enough now in the championship, there's no point having him around or. People like Paveda and Bates and all the others that we've got rid of. So, yeah, I think a lot of people have like looked at the numbers of people outgoings versus incomings in January and like taking that as a negative, which I think is just crazy. Yeah, I think, yeah, come out of it fantastic, if you ask me. All the wins that we've had and signed an excellent player to hopefully improve the team. And I'm going to read this out because I think this is brilliant. I don't often give you compliments, do I, Rocco, on your writing? But no. But, but you you rightly called out Victor Orta once again proving what a dunce Victor Orta is at spotting young talent. Signing up shit and one Cree Somerville will stick. It's a good point, that. And it's very true. How much, how much time did they spend talking about the pathway? And the pathway has eroded. It's like a pathway on a cliff. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And Bielsa desperately needed help and yeah, they, they went on record as saying that none of the players they could have signed were a marked improvement on the, on the players coming through like Yelder and Bate and Greenwood, which is embarrassing, obviously with hindsight, especially. But anyway, here we are. We're moving forward. It's, it's nice to have those days behind us, isn't it? It is indeed. And it was nice to get a signing that we desperately needed a right back, Connor Roberts from Burnley. Good signing. Looks a bit like Tintin. I like him. I like him as well. I loved his interview. Yeah, some of the stuff, the way he was talking, it's just, it's what you want to hear. And it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it is a bit cliche, the stuff. I completely took it for being <laughs> genuine. And yeah, look at his record. It's, it's, it is spot on, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's actually, it's very similar to the Barry Douglas signing, actually. Like he was the left in the left back team, team of the year. He was left back in the championship when we bought him. Like, yes, he clearly wasn't going to be trusted in the Premier League and he came to us. Obviously, that didn't go magnificently well. Um, but even if we're getting that calibre of player in, in the form of Connor Roberts, I think that's what we need. And we needed a bit of experience as well. He strengthens the midfield because Archie can go in there happily now. It strengthens us at centre-back because Ampadu can drop back and Archie can go into midfield. And, you know, it just... I think it just strengthens us all around. I think it's... I think it's the perfect. I was going to say something. I can't remember what. Oh yeah, was he? Do you think he is really happy to play for Leeds, or just ecstatic to get out of Burnley? It's got to be a bit of both, surely. Uh, got to be. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you, you also said in your notes, Ian Paveda will always be re- remembered for the self-portrait on his wall, and Sean McGurk for looking a bit like Jon Snow's wildling bitch. That's a good point, actually. I never thought. Of, I know. Never thought of him looking like that, but that's so true. Didn't either until I saw a picture of him, yeah, like the break, when it broke the news of him leaving and I saw the picture and yeah, she popped into my head. So there you go. Yeah. He's, I mean, he, he's had a funny career, hasn't he? He's actually younger than I thought he was. He's only 20, but yeah, not played a minute of senior football. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird career to have for a young player. Mm. I think just in general as well, you know, players like Matteo Joseph, 
you know, England under 20 international and he's like spent, you know, a couple of years just playing for our reserves when he could have been playing football, you know, at some level for, for some professional team. I'm not sure what I feel about it really, but that's a, a whole other thing entirely, isn't it? Yeah. You're quite, you're feeling quite good about the, the shape of the squad overall now. I think so. Yeah. I, I know there's a few people having a meltdown and I didn't really engage in it, to be honest, you know, talking about signing new players, but we were talking with Dara in our group and, you know, like I said in there, people forget we've got so many players that are out on loan that we're stuck with in terms of us not being able to generate funds from them to help fund these windows. So I think it was always going to be probably a case of, you know, getting rid of a few fringe players. Getting rid sounds awful. It sounds quite harsh and brutal, but I think that was kind of what needed to happen. You know, you free up a bit of money to then get someone in like Connor Roberts to back us up who we desperately need someone on that side. So I think it was a fair window. So yeah, no, no arguments yeah. for me. That's the other thing I thought as well, actually. So like people who have been saying that, you know, we need a stronger squad or a bigger squad. I mean, any, anyone really complaining about the depth now, I mean, you have to think about the budget. Like if, if you want us mm-hmm. to have even stronger depth behind. And that's going to take away from the first team. Like we have to be able to afford it within a certain budget. So, you know, we've got this fantastic first 11 that's, yeah, breaking all records in the championship for us. And then behind them, like, you know, what do you want to do? Like, how, how can you expect to have like this, like nearly as good a player throughout the squad as well? Cause yeah, you, you have to make a decision and get a balance, don't you? And we've got players like Peru and Yonto and, and Jaden Anthony and, and, you know, maybe even Kamara won't be in the first choice 11 when everyone's fit. You know, all these players, like, they all cost money. I mean, I think think got an unbelievable squad, really, you know, for the championship. So, yeah, absolutely no complaints here. That's it. And, uh, yep, windows slam shot into a, a tough game against Bristol. I thought they were probably one of the better sides that have come to Ellen Road this season. We had five changes. Um, Archie Gray was in the team, which was a relief because everyone thought he was Eventually going to be carrying a knock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good news. And uh, it started off a bit funny. Uh, Naki Wells had a, a shot. Well, he had an attempt early on and Ampadu ended up blocking him, which is a great block, actually. But yeah, little signs of nerves to begin with. How were you feeling going into the game? was feeling semi-confident. Yeah. I, I, this, these are the type of matches where I expect us just to, just to be two for these teams. But yeah, as we've seen before in away games... Yeah, if we if we don't score the first goal, we're always going to struggle. So, yeah, always a bit concerning. But I thought we got to grip with them pretty quickly, really. And yeah, I thought I just I just thought we were great in the end. You know, just completely dominated them. And yeah, like when you compare it to the previous promotion campaigns, and you know, going to Bristol, it's always been. I mean, we've actually got a fantastic record there. But I don't know. Like even though the scoreline was only one 0 I just felt we were just so dominant you know we, we looked like two leagues <laughs> better than them for me and if we were just a bit more clinical in the box yeah we, we could have scored four or five that's the difference between us and Leicester I suppose and Southampton really they are blowing teams away aren't they And we're just sort of just ticking along you know getting the results but yeah we're, we're absolutely dominating these games we, I don't know what to say how, how can you how can you get the finishing Finishing touch, they just, you know, confidence or I don't, I don't know what it is, but that's the only, only little concern at the moment because defensively we're absolutely rock solid. 
we're getting better and better, which I think is the thing, isn't it? It's like I, sometimes when Leeds have started a season and they've blown off top quite early, we sort of then sort of melt away a little bit, don't we? But actually maybe gradually mm. getting there is a good thing for us. Mentally is a good thing. Who knows? Yeah. There was a good I mean, that, oh, that's the thing as well. We have, like, we've, we've developed, haven't we, over the past couple of months? And, and that's the other thing about the transfer window. Like, I think we have been getting stronger and, like, seeing Grewer come into the team and, you know, and, and Bamford as well. You know, that, that those two players make us a lot stronger and give us more options. And they're, like, you know, looking pretty much fully up to speed and, you know, easily worthy of a place in the side. So, yeah, ma- I, yeah, it makes the squad stronger just yeah, just by how it's developed over the past month or so. Good. There was a I'm happy. Yeah, it's, it's good, and it's rare that you're happy. So someone needs to like turn that in some sort of print and hang it on a wall. There was a so there was a corner quite early on, and Melly had punched it, and I could hear the sigh of the cop as as he as he punched it away. And actually, oh, and actually, we we I think Somerville pressed actually won the ball back near the halfway line. And then he sprinted with the ball and he tried to chip the keeper. I don't, don't know if you remember that quite early on. And yeah. uh, he was unlucky. And I think there, there was a few moments where I don't know whether it was keeper did some good things or whether we just weren't burying it. Probably the latter. But yeah, uh, that's one of the things that I love watching Somerville. It's, I don't think there's any player that sort of presses and wins the ball back as well as he does. Yeah, he's electric, isn't he? And that was, yeah, it was all him. He deserved to score it, but. I think, yeah, my mate, shall, shall we chip him? And he did. And like, we were all turned to him, like berating him for, for telling him to chip him because he probably could have just like taken it a bit wider and slotted it in. The keeper was sort of in no man's land. But yeah, he's not scored in a few games now, some of has he? But I mean, he's still just so dangerous. He's, he's absolutely awesome, isn't it? Like these defences just can't, they just can't handle him. He said that we're not taking our chances or do you just think we're not having enough chances? For me, sometimes I feel like we could shoot sooner. Yeah, I do. I think generally speaking, yeah, I, I, there's been a lot of times where I've thought we haven't made enough chances. But then I think on Friday we did. Uh, we were a bit unlucky as well. Like that one, the Rutter one, where he slid it under the keeper and it's deflected off his leg and bounced inches over the bar. Like that was, that was properly unlucky, wasn't it? And then, <laughs> then we get to the penalty incidents. God, I mean, yeah, what can you say about that? Actually, I was watching in the pub, so I wasn't able to hear Don, uh, not Don Goodman, was it? Let him off this week. It was uh, Hinchcliffe saying that it wasn't a penalty on Rutter. Well, I actually thought, I didn't even have this in my notes. I completely forgot about it because they obviously cut it off all the highlights as well. I'm glad you mentioned it. But I, the thing that, I, the very, very first thing I thought when I saw that and I heard Andy, Andy Hinchcliffe say that was I thought, I bet Rocco's going to say this ref's had a good game again, isn't he? Well... Do you know what? At first, I wasn't sure if it was a penalty or not, but yeah, it definitely was. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend the ref on this occasion. I'll, I'll happily, happily feed him to the wolves. I was starting to think you work for the PGMOL. Uh, do you mean? No, it was, well, it was just my BL. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely shocking. I couldn't believe. I mean, Andy Hinchcliffe, like, he spent ages sort of trying to justify it. I just thought, what are you, what are you talking about? He's like saying, oh, for me, you know, he's gone down too easily. Like, how has he gone down too easily? He was literally trying to chop his legs off. If it was a pair of scissors and he was, and Rutter was a piece of paper, he would have cut through him. Well, what about the, what did you think about the need him in the back to punch the ball away? Like, I thought, I thought that was a penalty as well. I thought it was the best referee I've, I've ever seen, Rocco, to be honest. He full blown took him out, didn't he? Uh, I'm never going to leave that down, am I? <laughs> 
Oh uh, yeah. No, there was a, there's a, like I don't know. It's one of those things where like VAR, oh shudder, I would have definitely called that penalty back. The, the the knee in the head thing. It's like he was just kind of looking at the ball and those sort of things happen. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. But uh, there's a lovely bit of. Uh, I thought Bamford was good. He had a, a good shot from Ruta placing him in. Ruta played like a really nice weighted pass to him. He shot first time. Yeah, super saved it. He was unlucky, really. But then again, he just sort of fired it straight at him. But there's another moment down the right wing where Bamford sort of, he glided past like a sliding challenge. And then he got into the box, passed it to Ruta. Uh, well, he kind of passed it into the feet of Nomto and it ping, pinged around a little bit. And then uh, Ruta just sort of smashed it and the keeper got a foot to it and he went over the bar. And I just thought we were so unlucky not to score there. Like Ruta could have maybe done a bit more like dinked it over the keeper. But yeah, I thought the keeper was just, luck was on his side for a, the first half. I, I thought, hmm, is this not going to go our way? And uh, I thought the same. And yeah, I thought Bamford did well. Like, yeah, that, that one that he hit straight at the keeper. It's one of those where, you know, the, the ball's coming across him. He's hitting it first time. And I found a very interesting stat. Go on. Midweek. So uh, yeah, shots per 90. Stats on the uh, top mob. Because I wanted to see how Nunes was doing. And so Nunes has five shots per game of 4.99. And then I looked at uh, Erling Haaland and he has 4.11 shots per game. Then I looked at Kane, 4.23. Then I looked at Bamford, 4.4. Which is quite astonishing, really. Like he's, I think it's like, it must be like his, you know, obviously his movement or his pace and, you know, for him to be getting in the positions as much as he is. I mean, to have more shots on goal than Erling Haaland, who's playing for Man City. That's, I thought that was quite amazing, really. And, yeah, paints Paddy in a, in a very positive light, I think. It probably shuts us up for saying we need to have more shots as well. But then again, I suppose Bamford hasn't played. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, suppose, I suppose Bamford hasn't played a lot of games this season. He's obviously making strides now, but early on he wasn't really in. But second half? Yeah, no small sample. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Second half, did you think we'd win it? I, at half time, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I just thought these are the sort of games where in the past have haunted me. And we slipped us, but were you feeling confident? Yes, to both. Like I, <laughs> I was feeling confident. I thought, I thought if we did it, you know, same again, like win two or three nil. Mm. But yeah, at the same time, this is this is how all our defeats have gone, pretty much. You know, away games that we've dominated and ended up conceding a goal. But yeah, luckily the goal came at the right time. How? What? What time was the goal? Well, it was. It was. It was pretty early, wasn't it, in the second half? That took yeah took a lot of a lot of the edge off the game. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how good a finish it was. You know, like the keeper literally like they just dived out of the way. But it was pretty appalling goalkeeping. I thought, but lovely to see uh, William Scorsi. We we really needed that. He needed that. But we needed we needed him to have that moment. I think. I think that's that's great news. Yeah, it was 47 minutes in. Furpo's ball. Bamford. Did he just mis- mistouch it or let it run? Probably the former, and uh, Nyonto, had run. <laughs> and then Nyonto uh, just just slots it slots it home really. And like you said, keeper maybe could have done better, but yeah, massive goal for Nyonto. Uh, really big goal for Leeds as well. There's a thumbnail on the YouTube highlights, which is um, Nyonto touching the badge, which is what you want to see. Uh, and I like the sort of rage celebration he had, where he looked like he was lobbing stones to the other side of a river. Quite like that. <laughs> yeah, he was elated. He was elated, and the. He was, he was, he was very emotional, wasn't he? And then, yeah, the scenes where it was taking him to the trams and stuff. And yeah, like understandably he was, 
yeah, he was a bit wary of doing that, but it's good. I mean, he stayed through the January window. He's, here, he's you know, he's, he's here all season now. No, he's not signed a new contract yet, but yeah, I mean, I was saying, you know, very recently that, you know, I'm still not happy with him, of course. And, you know, he, he still needs to, he, yeah, basically he needs to do it on the pitch to, to get my forgiveness. So that's a good start. Pretty happy with that. And I want him to do well. And I want to love him again. You know, he's made a mistake. You know, it's, you know, it's, what he did was pretty horrendous and it's a character flaw, but yeah, he's a young lad. Let's hope he, he can just, yeah, if he does it on the pitch, then, then no one cares to the end of the day. That's what it comes down to. We can forgive, but we don't always forget, do we, Rocco? That's the, that's the life mantra. That's the, that's the one. Yeah, exactly. Dorigo was talking about Somerville and Yonto celebrating, and he said, carry on with those hugs. Don't mind seeing that. And <laughs> I didn't really know what to make of that. I just thought, part of me just thought, what does he mind? What has he seen? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just he's, that, he's, he's scarred by something. Yeah, it's just sparked a lot of questions for me, Dorigo saying that. Yeah, and on the, ex- on the extended highlights, it just hangs over that comment as well. Like he says it, and then there's just this really long pause. As though, <laughs> as though like Bryn's looking at him going, like you say, what, <laughs> what have you seen? I was watching the game in a bar in Harrogate and Brian Dean was there as well. Oh, nice. Talking about Teddy Dorigo's teammate. I think we were, weren't we then? Yeah, but he was not even watching the bloody game. He was just playing pull the whole time. So, well, yeah, I wasn't very happy about that. Maybe you read into that confidence, just knew that Leeds were going to win. So he was just like, I'll just, I'll, just yeah. shark, I'll just shark this 18-year-old on pull, win all his money. <laughs> yeah, I was just like anxious and nervous, like too nervous to watch it. He loves it so much that he can't bear to, to go through the pain of the match. I'm just going to say this now, actually, before I forget, but Justin Bassenbly gets another advert. He messaged the other day and he saw and talked to and parked next to Daniel Farker in Sainsbury's in Arrogate as well. Yes, that's true. Amazing news. I heard that as well. And apparently Daniel Farker's car smelled really nice. Yeah, what was he doing? <laughs> oh, was he hugging him? <laughs> you don't mind seeing that? <laughs> God. He did, Justin said, this was before the transfer deadline and Justin said, he smelled incredible and said he was very, very, very happy, very happy man. And he, he, he finished off his messages to me by saying, I love him. So that's nice. We all do. I also got the photo of him. He he packed him from behind and uh, his hair doesn't look as, as tidy in real life. They must like properly slick it for the. For the pressers and the matches, because yeah, it looks a bit disheveled actually. I didn't even know who it was, so I wasn't able to guess who it was. Yeah, yeah, what a man. Good to hear that he's as lovely in person as he is in his interviews. Yeah, we should probably finish talking about the match, shouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we won. And now, no, we'll talk about some more. So Somerville squared to Kamara, I don't know if you remember that one, and it felt like Kamara was kind of in, should have scored, tried to dink it over the keeper and he saved it. When is Kamara going to get a goal for Leeds? We haven't really, we're not really scoring many goals from midfield apart from Ampadu's running the cup. Yeah, I know. That is one area we could, we could improve. It was a bad touch, wasn't it? It was a really heavy, heavy touch that gave him, sort of gave him no chance of beating the keeper in the end. And he's had a few chances. He always has a chance to shoot on the edge of the box and never does. So yeah, maybe Kamara's never going to score for us. I want to see Archie score. That's what I want. That's what yeah. I've been saying there. 
Well, there was that scrappy moment on the right-hand side of their penalty box and uh, Archie just started juggling it around their players. He was just taking yeah. a fist, wasn't he, really? Yeah, that could have been an unbelievable goal. It would have all gone right, but yeah, I was uh, I was getting very excited. He got tackled, still won it back again, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he had a great game, I thought, actually. He was brilliant. Um, Pushing at right backs, pushed him on. Yeah, that's it. When I saw him do that, all I can do is when I see replays is just have the match of the day theme tune in my, in my head. You know, like when they had like slow motion on the intro of match of the day back in the day, and there's always someone doing something skillful, just like that. That's all. <laughs> yeah. That's where my next season neurodivergent brain goes for some reason. So their passing out from the back was absolutely dreadful, and uh, it was brilliant because it was a it was a cracking recipe for players like some of the like we talked about earlier, who's just ridiculously good at that pressing pressing high up the field. And uh, so very, very nearly slotted another one in. But it was it actually an attempt for uh, Bristol as well? Where was it Net- Netty got around? I, thought, I presume that's how you say his name. He got around Rodon and Amelia had to make a great save, which was a really, really important save. The sort of thing that would usually slot one in and it'd absolutely kill the game for us. And then we'd end up losing it. But a really massive save for us that. It was huge, yeah. I, full team performance. Because yeah, Melia had not really had anything to do. But then he's come out and he's made that, that mass and he was at one-on-ones. But like a lot of them have been going in this season. And well, obviously last season. So yeah, it was almost a kind of Melia's body. You know, he sort of tried you know, to spread himself in exactly the same way. And this time, luckily, or thankfully, yeah, his, his leg was able to keep it out. So it was very... Obviously, very happy about that. Yeah, you made an interesting point about pressing. Uh, why don't you? Why don't you enlighten the listeners? But on the other side, with uh, with Leeds beating the press. Oh yeah, that's true. Again, not in my notes. I say these useful things to you in the hope that you remember them. Yeah, I noticed, and uh, I, I, I meant to have a look to see if there was any, you know, sort of the I forgot what they're called. The like those drawings that have the passes in the game and the amount of long balls that we made from the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, smashing it up the field was, I think, was really noticeable in comparison to other games. And and to me, and someone someone could tell me different, but to me, it felt like we were just definitely trying to beat their press and just get over the top quite quickly, which was interesting because that's something we haven't done for a long, long time. You know, even pre, pre probably pre Bielsa, where I've seen a game that was that was so direct like that. Yeah, I think I think you are right. I didn't notice it at the time, but yeah, thinking about it. I think you are right. Yeah, there's a lot of balls over the tops and into the channels for the for the wingers to chase. And I mean, when you've got that much pace, it's yeah, it makes sense to try and utilize it a bit, doesn't it? If there's nothing else to than to get you get you right up the pitch. But yeah, normally we're like, we're just like super careful, really, really patient, build up all the time. Yeah, I think it's quite good to to mix it up. Barker's pragmatism coming to the fore again. It's good to see. You need to play to your opponents, the old classic cliche phrase. And uh, if they're going to push up and like you say, we've got the pace, then just go for it. Wh- whatever, get the win. Like, I don't care. I just want to sort of win the league. Yeah. We're not going to do that, but you know what I mean? Uh, there was another effort where Somerville had where he probably should have scored. And it felt like one of those days where it just didn't, the final bit just didn't pay off for him. And uh, But I think he's, he's, he's still been amazing. He's contributing so much to all of our games. I think he'll come good and... It was scenes at the end. Nonto had a great reception. Some of her lifted him up towards the crowd and uh, sort of grabbed him and pulled him towards the camera and was pointing his finger at him and then dragged him in front of the fans and was pointing his finger at him again. And uh, it's good that. I, th- I think 
the players know it's important for the fans to be behind him and he's he obviously likes being here and he lo- and he does love the club it's it's probably a case of ill advice and maybe that'll change you know maybe he will sign a new deal and and maybe his representation will change I don't know just speculating yeah there was talk of that wasn't there about him ditching his agent yeah I don't think it's happened yet but yeah no as I said we just need him to start scoring once he starts scoring and playing well then everything will everything will be forgotten and yeah he's been I mean to be fair to him I mean look how patient he's been this season you know He's not had a sniff. As soon as January came, you know, he, he could well have just been demanding to leave or, you know, and probably ended up going on loan at least or something. But yeah, I mean, he knuckled down like he, you know, worked his bollocks off in the, in the cup match at Peterborough and Dan James's injury has given him a chance. So far, so good. He's, uh, he's got his goal and he'll be playing. Well, yeah, he'll be playing the next couple of games, won't he? I think, I think James is a couple of weeks away, did Farkas say? So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's see what happens. I mean, James might end up struggling to get back in the team. You don't know. It's still a long way to go and a lot of football to play. So, yeah, Nyonto, he, he could and should be a really important player for us for the rest of the season. He needs to be. We need him to, like, find his top form. Who is your man of the match? Oh, God. Why don't I think about this before you come on? <laughs> I've had all weekend to think about it. Well, um, whilst you're thinking about it... Man- I saw your celebrity mate on TV last night, Simon Ricks. He was on the Michael McIntyre show. Yeah. Kaiser Chiefs were on there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Lovely. It was great, Simon. That's distracted me even more. It was great, Simon. (laughs) I know Simon does listen to the podcast. And uh, yeah, all your bass notes were tight, if that's the expression that you should use. Yeah, it was good. It was really good, actually. (laughs) I, I did really enjoy it. It was great. Anyway, sorry, Rocco. Man of the match. Who is Man of the match. Man of the match. I will go for, I'm going to go for Rodon. Oh, again. I think he's just so good. What can I say? I've said it all before, but I think he's he's just so vital. In those type of games, yeah, we need him to be on top form and he always is. Like It's just ridiculous how many times the ball comes in the box. And he's the one heading it away. There was a lot of good performances in there on Friday. I thought, I thought it was brilliant. Like I really loved watching us as much as it frustrated getting annoyed about that. So yes, road on, road on for me. How about you? Good choice. I've sort of surprised myself with this actually, because although he didn't score and although he didn't assist anyone, I just thought he was amazing. Somerville, he won the ball back so much and caused them so many problems that kept them in their half and stop them from causing us danger that it's just a classic of sort of defending from the front and uh, I, d- I think that sort of performance although it doesn't contribute to the scoreline directly it contributes to it in the sense of us not conceding and, and having like an overall really robust game so yeah for me I'm going with, going with Somerville I just thought it was brilliant and I think I think there'll be loads more to come from him this season and I think he's going to be I don't know, I've just got a feeling there's going to be a, a big key moment from Somerville coming. Lovely. Patrick on the last day of the season against Southampton. Oh, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? I would love that. Yeah. It's good that we've won, like we're winning every week and Somerville's not scoring. Like yeah, before, exactly. he was the one scoring all the goals and now he's stopped and yeah, obviously we're, we're still, we're still, still winning. It's great. Exactly. Yeah, good it's choice. Great. Full 90 minutes from Patrick Bamford. Are we doing the, the ratings? 
course we are. Oh, yes. And I need to tell the listeners that after six months of never updating the website, I am actually updating the website every week now with the live averages so you can see who our best player is down to our worst. So feast your eyes on that every week, every day, if you like. I would like our listeners to also know that I had to train Rocco on how to do this and he ignored it for weeks and uh, and now he's at months and now he's actually doing it. So we hope someone looks at it. Oh dear. Oh dear. But I like doing it anyway, actually, because it's interesting to see the, the movers and the shakers once I input the data and update the, the rankings in descending order. Very exciting maybe, moment for me. Maybe we need to change your sort of title to Rocco Dean, author and data scientist. Yeah, that sounds right. I'll yeah, do cool. that. Do my, author, my Amazon author page as well. Yeah, if you could update that, that'd be good. Right, okay. Ratings. Right. Ratings. I think this is going to be so straightforward that it'll look like we've not prepared at all. But Melier, eight for his big save and clean sheet. Yeah, great and his call. long balls, great yeah. distribution. Glad you clarified uh, that. Actually, yeah, G8. Yep. Another excellent display down the right. No complaints. Didn't I'm, get beaten really ever. No, and he juggled the ball. Juggling, exactly. Just needs a uni. What do you call them? Unicycle. Get that next time. Furpo, another assist. Clean sheet. I thought he played really well, actually. Like, he does look really good going forward. Good additions to the team. Having a left footer down there is great. Got to be eight again for Junior. What do you think? I thought he was good. Yeah. I mean, there's a few wild challenges where he put us under pressure, actually, with free kick. So oh. part of me is tempted with a seven, okay. you know. Really? Okay. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. If, because his assist... His assist has actually gone to Bamford on Fotmob, so... I'm thinking. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Well, I'll give him a seven and then. Knock him down to five, actually. No, I'm joking. Seven old. Road on eight. I'm, I'm not going to call for a nine, I don't think. I think eight's, eight's sufficient. He uh, let Thingy roll off his shoulder for that shot that Melia had, so yeah, there you go. No more than that. But he's fine. He had a great okay. game. I don't want to hammer, in, hammer into him. No. Um, uh, Ampadu eight. Yeah, Ampadu was good, wasn't he? They were just they were brilliant. Really good. They they they're so good at moving off the ball to make the right space for the passes, and they're they're excellent to watch. Yeah, love him. I love him. As someone took a photo of him, he was at like a gun club around the corner from us, like a big big shotgun at this club where he went shooting with his wife. Really, which I didn't expect him to be a shooter. Oh, but he is. Well, he's, he's prolific at goal scoring. I knew that was coming. Um, Gruev, uh, seven. I thought Gruev was really good. He, there was some chat on our group about us sort of always passing backwards and we were wondering whether that's a tactical thing for us to get out. But there's some moments where he gets in a tight spot and he moves the ball around really nicely. I thought I'd make a point of it because we hadn't really talked about him at all today. But I don't, yeah, it's hard to give him more than that. But I, but I do think he had quite a good game. Yeah, yeah, he did. Did what he needed to do, bless him. Yeah, we'll, we'll note for next time that he's a bit unlucky not to get an eight. Kamara, should have scored. Well, yeah, he should have scored. Should have scored. scored. You're right. Okay, seven's good for Kamara. And then the fabulous four. We'll start with Bry. Give him an eight. Yeah, eight for me. Yeah. Uh, Willie, eight again. 
Hankin was really an eight. I thought I thought he was really good, and he got he got kicked lumps out of him as well, didn't he? Bless him. Yeah, interesting him popping up on the the left hand side to score his goal, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 from the left. They were doing a bit of yeah. It's nice to see him doing a bit of interchange, and I think there has been times in games where they do swap, but like not for very long. And maybe it just like happens by accident. <laughs> yeah, good to see it working then. Uh, Jorginho Ruta uh, eight. Was he? Was yeah. he? Did he have a very good game? I think he. I think he did. Yeah, did he? Up the field, he's just ridiculous. How he doesn't look like he has even has the ball or is anywhere near it, and yet he somehow dribbles past like three players. He's just yeah, ridiculous to watch. Eight for me, easy. Yeah, and very unlucky not to score that one where yeah. he slid it under the keeper. Yeah, and then Paddy, do we do we do we seven? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, he should have should have probably scored. Did all the right things though. I think seven's fair. Yeah, he didn't. Like, he wasn't massively involved, was he? But he did some did some nice things, and yeah, we're winning every single time he plays. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah, it's all good, isn't it? Good yeah. stuff. Player yeah, rating. Mess- Go on. No subs, were there? Uh, of notes. No one came on early enough to get any. any no, eighty-three, eighty-six, and ninety. So we'll we'll forego that. Yeah. So good research. Yeah. Good. Good. Good result. Really good result. Like you said, the games didn't necessarily go our way elsewhere, but we're putting on the pressure. We're up there, third place, which is nice. And uh, nearly in no- our hands. Just need to make up one more point on Southampton and promotions in our hands. That's true. I like us chasing it. I think we're better chasing it than we are sitting on it. So, yeah, I'd be quite happy if it did come down to that game at home and, uh, yeah, we finally switched it on. But uh, it's interesting that the, uh, we've got, we've got in our last 16 matches, we've got to face nine of the current bottom 10. Never like that. Never like you know, that. That's just, <laughs> just the sort of territory where we fail, isn't it? Uh, and Southampton God. have got to play basically all the best teams away still. Good. Yeah, so that's that's definitely good. So yeah, yeah. It, it's good. It's good for us to be reminded of this. Like you can't, we can't lose our heads, can we? You know, if if a result doesn't go our way, like if we mess up at Rotherham at home next weekend, you know, you just can't lose your head. God, if we mess up at home to the Rotherham, everyone's going to lose their head. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know they would, I know they would, but you know what I'm saying? It's like you almost can't because there's so, there's still so much to play for. Yeah. It is quite scary though that we've like played the 30th game. That was like, it's a bit of a landmark, isn't it? Like we are now on the, like on the back end of the season. Um, but there is still loads of time and it is going to, you know, the label will increase again at some point and it'll decrease again at some point. Like there's no point sweating over things like people were sweating over Preston like were they going to concede the third goal to Ipswich and I mean obviously I I was quite anxious in checking the score every 30 seconds but at the end of the day like one if, if they would have got one extra point I mean you know it's not the end of the world at this stage it's just, yeah it's too early to sort of get that deep into it still there's still there's still 48 points to play for though so yes yeah. When it, we're nearing the end of the season, but there's still a massive amount of points to play for, which is how I always like to look at it. So yeah, Rotherham next weekend, and they didn't do what we needed them to do this weekend, sadly. But we messed up at their place. Hopefully we can put that right. Between now and then, we have a way fixture at Plymouth. I'm assuming they've all just stayed down south rather than uh, travelling again. Shouldn't they? 
Yeah, yeah. I thought about it. I could have like a, just like a mini, mini Pitch break. Bar. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be lovely. Bit team bonding. Hugging. I we don't, don't mind that. I don't think, I don't think Connor Roberts is cup tied. Um, but I should have, I should have researched this. Yeah. Yeah. Stat said that he wasn't cup tied. But yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. He's normally never wrong, actually. So let's just say that he'll play make his debut on Tuesday night. I think there'll be a few changes, probably similar to last time, but probably not all that many. It's on BBC One, I think, 7.45 yeah. kickoff. Uh, I told my nan, because she asked me today, she's in her 80s, bless her. She said, when are Leeds playing? Are they on TV? She always wants to know. Leeds born and bred nan always, always looks out for the Leeds result. And uh, so yeah, I hope we, I hope we advance and do well in it. And uh, there's another big, well, there's a big picture on the other end of it as well. Equally, I don't want it to be a distraction for us coming into a key point. And so, yeah, yeah, it's what it is. It is. Yeah. I want to win, but yeah, <laughs> it's hard not to think that, yeah, if we, if we have that distraction and then it's like, if we beat Chelsea or Villa, probably it'll be Villa, won't it? Cause Chelsea are absolutely shite and no one wants to talk about it. Yeah, it would be, it would be distracting, but I think it's a good distraction, surely, like just builds confidence. And I think everyone knows what the, you know, what the main prize is. So yeah, let's just keep winning. That's the best thing. Keep winning. That is a good way to end the podcast. So yeah, thanks to everyone who has listened this week and as always. And yeah, we'll, we'll be back next weekend after the roller and fixture, but have a great week. Let's hope we have a couple of good results between now and then. Thanks again. See you soon. Network.